Hello, my name is Gail, and I am a grateful compulsive overeater as well as anorexic. Um, the reason I say that, <clears throat> as an ad- I'm five foot eight. As an adult, I have weighed between 360, 350. I'm not sure because I never got on the scale. And my lowest weight as an adult was 109 pounds. So I had a big, huge swing. Um, My phone number is 818-679-4336. I sponsor and I take outreach calls. And um, I thank Lorraine for asking me to be of service and partake in my recovery. Uh, My schedule is all wonky right now and has been for the last few years. So I never know, you know, from week to, well, I know a few weeks ahead because I get my schedule, but I have two different jobs. Uh, I'll start where it started. Um, I'm 73 years old. I'll be 74. Uh, I first came into a 12-step program in 1968. My dad took me to my first AA meeting. And I needed it. I was 18, went to 12 years of Catholic high school. And I graduated when I was 17, soon to turn 18. And about 10 months after I graduated, I got arrested for narcotics and grand theft auto. So, yeah, did real good to Catholic school. Um, I was always a victim, I will tell you that. And, uh, you know, I went to meetings and he wanted to try, he had gotten sober and he wanted to try to help me. Uh, when I was little, I was an under eater and I hated all different types of food. I had a few foods that I liked, very controlling, very manipulative. And uh, my mother would tell me if I didn't eat my dinner that I could sit there for all evening. She didn't care. And she said, and if you don't eat it, you can have it for breakfast. And, you know, I would shovel the food around on my plate. And I think she just got tired. She couldn't finish the dishes, so she'd release me. And I thought I outsmarted her. Um, I come from a family that, at least on my dad's side, that all needed 12-step programs from obesity to alcoholism to drug addiction, compulsive gambling. Um, My dad's mother was a prostitute, and he was emotionally, I think, and physically abused, you know, from neglect. And uh, when he had his children, he was going to make a difference, and his alcoholism took over. So there was a lot of crazy and... uh, I think I reacted to it. In fact, I know I did because I'm dealing with it more and more today than I ever did. So uh, I was an under eater and around the age of six, for some reason, I started to get interested in food. My mom was an anorexic and I have a younger brother and a younger sister. My brother passed away about 10 or 11 years ago and 
I seem to have all the isms. I could go to every 12-step meeting, I think. Some are worse than others, but um, I practice uh, AA and OA. Uh, so I got interested around the age of six. I can remember my first overeating. My dad was in the bathroom. We lived in Hollywood, California, and I asked, I knocked on the bathroom door. My mom wasn't home. And I asked him if I could have this certain food. And he said, well, yeah, but I, I really don't understand why you would want to eat that. But go ahead. So I went into the uh, silverware drawer and I found the big serving spoon and I got this gigantic scoop of this stuff. And like we all know, we go, oh, you know, it relieved me. Um, I was a bedwetter. Uh, I, my mom used to send me outside with diapers on when I was four. She said, if you're going to be a baby, I'm going to dress you like a baby without a shirt. And I just, I just was a girl that wanted to have fun and I would go out and play like that. Uh, she was totally into me having diets. Uh, I can remember around the age of eight or nine, uh, she started me on this food, you know, in the 50s, it was called Metrical. It was a diet drink, and it was supposed to have all the vitamins and nutrition, and she had me eat that. And my brother and sister uh, given regular food, and I used to argue with her, and I'd say, it's horrible. All I do is drink this drink. Why don't you give me, you know, why don't you freeze it or do something so at least I eat something? But, of course, I was on the cleanup committee of the dinner, so I just ate the leftovers or anything I could get my hands on, going to the deep freeze and get food from there. And, uh, you know, it started the compulsive eating. And I would look around at people, and I'd say, how do they not eat? You know, how do they get full? I was never full very active. Um, at the age of 11, she let me go to the diet doctor and they used to give speed back then. And I remember it was a yellow, green and red pill. And you had one each meal. And my sister had told me like in our 20s, she said, I don't know. Mom always had you on diet. She said, I was looking at the eight millimeter film and you were thinner than all your friends. I don't know why she always had you on a diet. I never did see those, but, um, you know, I knew I had problems with food. Uh, when I graduated high school, I was 145 pounds, five foot eight, and I felt obese. Uh, I think the first time I really started gaining weight was like in my early 20s because I was drinking and using, so I didn't eat very much. And, uh, you know, if I was in a relationship, I'd drop my weight. And then, you know, how many pounds have I gained and lost? Thousands, thousands of pounds, up and down and up and down. Um, that wasn't the only time I was arrested. I was in jail. Um, I got arrested four more times for tickets that I hadn't paid. Um, I was pulled over. My car reeked of marijuana. Um, drunk driving. I got arrested, went to two different jails that night, and I was always the victim. Um, after the first arrest, it kind of reenacted what I felt about myself, that I was unworthy, and I had the scarlet letter. I knew that I could never get a really good job because I had this, um, you know, they dropped it to a misdemeanor, but gave me uh, a year of probation, and I thought, who's going to hire me? So, you know, I flaked around. I mean, my past is so scattered. 
I think I moved two times till the time I was 18, and then I moved like 15 times. Um, tons of cars would park them on the side of the street, binge, starve, crazy. So, you know, just went to therapy. My mom paid like the psychiatrist, big time money. I went to two or three different ones. Back then she was paying over $100 an hour. And I never talked about my alcoholism or my food addiction because I thought I'm the only one who who eats like this. I would have friends that could eat normally and they would get full. They could eat any kind of food. And I thought everything I eat, I get fat, you know. So fast forward, I was um, in my early or like around 26, 27. And um Oh, and I pulled geographics, always moving, giving away furniture, too much to haul around, irresponsible. And um, when I was 27, I was working in Beverly Hills and this uh, client of mine, oh, and I always worked. You know, I had this compulsive thing about working. No matter if I drank or binged or whatever, um, I would always work. So he offered to send me to the protein-sparing fast diet. And at that time of my life, um, I dropped the weight. I was about 100 pounds, maybe 80 pounds overweight. Dropped the weight very quickly. And then, um, as we all know, we go into our own, like, I decided I could do it on my own. So I would, uh, when I think of it, I just can't imagine that I did this. But I could go four to six weeks without eating food, drinking, and uh, smoking pot. And then I would binge. And do it all over again. Because when you're that thin, I look like a concentration. I, w I weighed about 109 pounds. And uh, I would say, oh, my God, you're just going to get fat again. You can't do this. So then I would start it up again. And that went on for a couple of years, about a year and a half. And I tried to commit suicide. And when I was in the hospital, I had taken strychnine. And the doctor said, did you know this was poisonous? And I said, yes. And I said, I wanted to kill myself, but now I changed my mind. And I mean, it wasn't as calm as that, but I was rushed to the hospital in the ambulance and it was very bad. Um, and they said, you have no body fat at all. You're You're actually consuming your muscle right now. And I just looked at them and when they brought me the food menu, it makes me cry when I say this. I just looked at that and I said, what what can I possibly eat? You know, they had all different types of food. I didn't know how to eat. Um, another time I went to the Southern, I mean, I went, when I came back, um, I had relapsed. But when I came back 14 years ago, uh, I did this uh, inventory and I must have been on 70 plus diets, you know, just on and off, on and off, gain and lose. So I went to this doctor in Century City and he said, why are you here? And I said, there's just something very wrong with me. I said, I just don't know how to eat, you know. And of course, they'll give you a diet. I could follow it for a short term, but never for very long. So fast forward, I got married after I tried to commit suicide because this man, he just seemed easygoing. Uh, great reason to marry. We stayed married a, a little, about 13 months divorced. Um, he was a drug addict and alcoholic. Um, we went to Europe 
and I binged and starved through Europe. I mean, I can remember every city by the food that I ate. Um, we got divorced. I kept working. And then in um, December of 1982, December 16th, um, I went, it, it had to be the 15th because I got sober on the 16th. Um, I went to dinner in Beverly Hills and I picked up this busboy and in the morning when I was driving him home in this beat up old Volkswagen, he looked at me and he said, you're crazy. And I looked at him and I said, I know. And I dropped him off, went to work and all I could do is keep playing that thing. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I don't know what happened the night before. I can't even remember. So uh, I called my ex-husband and uh, I said I, it was in the afternoon and I couldn't stop crying at work. I went upstairs to this mezzanine and I said, I really don't know what's wrong with me. I said, I can't stop crying. And he said, um, you're an alcoholic. And I said, oh, yeah, right. This guy was a drug addict and alcoholic and he's calling me that. And I said, well, I went to meetings. I know my dad took me years ago. He said, no, Gail you're really an alcoholic, go find a woman's meeting. I went, I got sober three months later, this woman who was taking me to meetings, I had never heard of Overeaters Anonymous. She looked at me, I was wearing white sweatpants and she said, Gail, at your weight, um, you should not, I was, she said, you should not be wearing white sweatpants. I was probably a hundred pounds overweight at that time. So, she said, but there is a program and it's very much like a, a, I think you should try it. Well, out here in Los Angeles, we had this meeting in Glendale that it was over 200 strong. I don't know how I got hooked into it. It was the first meeting I went to. There was a stage in the auditorium of this hospital and people were up there and they were talking about what I had done all my life. They said, I eat, I throw the food in the trash, I go get it out of the trash. I've waitressed, I've eaten off other people's plates. I've, you know, just everything I've done. Oh, I've starved, I'm an anorexic. I'm like, oh my God, I could not believe they were being so rigorously honest. I found my tribe. I got abstinent. I um, got a sponsor. I did service. I spoke all, all over California. Um, you're told not to get involved in a relationship for at least a year. I waited exactly a year took a hostage. We went together for four years. I abstained through all the ups and downs and um, we got married. Too early to get married with the baggage and the, you know, for me, it's an inside job. I got abstinent, but working Gentle step, reminder. Thank you very much. Um, it's an inside job. It's a spiritual malady. And, you know, I thought, well, I lost the weight. I maintained it. I hadn't eaten through all the ups and downs. And we got married, 300 people at our wedding. I got pregnant right away, and he continued with his behavior. And I just knew from, you know, my family, because my parents had gotten divorced, that this child was going to suffer. So we separated. I got divorced. I stayed abstinent through my pregnancy. I went to a ton of meetings. I went to ACA, um, tried to, you know, quickly mend all my <laughs> past, had the child abstain, had lost the baby weight. And um, when he was 18 months old, um, 
we started to go through the divorce. And when I had to go to court finally, uh, the night before I can remember, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And I had my breakfast before midnight. And I said, I just won't eat breakfast in the morning and have my lunch and dinner. It was the start of the spiral. So we got divorced. I think I was like a size eight at the time. And I felt huge again because I wasn't going to meetings. I stayed sober. I had a lot of sober friends, but AA flew out the um, window. Fast forward, I didn't go to OA meetings. I was approximately 350 to 360. Um, I thought if I can, I raised my son. I thought I'm going to die obese. 2009, February 9th, my brother was on the phone. He said, how's it going? He said, you're up, you're down. He said, why don't you go back to OA? Well, I did on that day. And I found a woman, a sponsor. Uh, I was so embarrassed to go back. I thought I'm going to see all my sponsees and everything and just, you know, a mess. But it wasn't. I've ran into a a few since then, but not many. Because long-term abstinence is not, you don't see a lot of it. So I got abstinent. And that was 14 years ago. I wear an eight or a 10. I've gone back to school. My son now lives in London. My life is imperfect. My brother who told me to come back passed away. My mother passed away um, during that time. And uh, what do I do today? I do service. Every morning I get up, I pray, I meditate. Um, I hated Zoom. I hated phone (laughs) meetings. During COVID, I just did what I had to do because I had to stay abstinent. Um, I sponsor, I write, I work with the sponsor, and um, I'm imperfect, but I'll tell you my life is beyond my wildest dreams. I don't own a home. I don't have a lot of material things. I am very, very grateful today, and it's funny because... um, I love Thanksgiving. I uh, not the food, but the gratitude and the gratefulness that um, I have in my heart today because it's quite a miracle that I'm still here. So nothing else works for me like a 12-step program. I am coming up on 41 years of sobriety. Like I said, I've not done it perfect. I've made so many mistakes. But um, today I'm solvent. I love my life. And uh, I'm studying for a big test. And I'm going to go back to school. And I have a lot of hope. And uh, I think I'm going to end there. There's nothing, you know, that I have found that works like this. So thank you for letting me share. Oh, and thank again, you so number, much. You're welcome. Uh, 818-679-4336. Look forward to hearing you. Thank you. Thank you.